Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Um, I am doing great. Yes. Thanks so much <laughs> for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I know it's a little bit confusing Ginsburg and then Ginball Digital Marketing. So uh, yes, thanks. Uh, I'm excited about being here. We'll talk about Ginball. What do you guys do? Absolutely. So we're a data-driven digital marketing agency. Um, we have been around for just over eight years, and we primarily work with tech, um, software, and SaaS companies in North America, so U.S. and Canada, um, and usually in the range, revenue ranges of about ten to fifty million dollars. Just because we're very familiar with those the problems that and the pain points and challenges that those companies have in that specific um, uh, revenue range, and then we're very familiar with the tech stack uh, again in that revenue range. You know, once you get to the billions of dollars in revenue, that's you know it's a whole different ball game and a whole different type of company out there uh, with very large enterprise level solutions and uh, tech stack. So that is our sweet spot, and we do everything that's demand generation and lead generation for these types of organizations um, and help them find new customers online, and then take them, bring them into the fold, and then can that lead over to the sales team to close the deal. Very cool. And talk about um, how you guys have been able to grow the company. Have you, have you done it through a lot of referrals, outbound, inbound? Uh, what's, what have you guys been used or what have you guys used? Absolutely. A little bit of both, actually. So we have grown a lot in the last year. Actually, COVID for us has been... Um, I don't want to say a positive experience, but in terms of uh, driving revenue, it was definitely uh, been positive for us in terms of the revenue side. So we started growing a lot, I would say last uh, summer. So about summer of 2020 and just been on an up level, upward trajectory when it comes to growth. And in terms of how we've been getting those uh, clients is a little bit of both. So yeah, referral is still a big one, uh, word of mouth and just through our network of individuals who we know and just they trust us. Um, some outbound as well. So reaching out to specific companies. We do also account-based marketing. So where we come up with, let's say 20 companies that we are like that are top on our list. And then we do a lot of research and come up with profiles and then reach out to them in a very strategic and very personalized manner. Um, so yeah, I would say those are the main ones. Um, we also have someone who does cold calling and um, reaching out on a cold level. So uh, a little bit of everything in terms of how we've been able to grow the company. Okay. And what role does the website play in acquiring new clients? Honestly, for us, we we don't usually use the website. I mean, we the website is more really informational. Just a lot of times, I think, uh, companies or organizations will go to it and check it out and see like, are we actually legitimate? But in terms of getting leads, uh, we don't usually use the, it hasn't been a really big generator of leads for us. So it's mostly just there is just informational concepts for, uh, you know, anybody who's just looking out to find additional info about our company. 
So when it comes to the website and I have marketeers on the show, they can usually tell me a lot of the strengths, but uh, the room for improvement is usually a little bit of a longer list. When it comes to the website, if you were to improve something, what would it be? Would it be the ability to convert customers or customer visitors? I mean, the quality of the leads generated or the user experience? I mean, I probably think that we could do a little bit of all of the of the improvement. I mean, there's always improvement, I guess, for all of those things, no matter what kind of company you're, you are. Um, in terms of experience, I mean, I think our experience, our user experience is, is pretty good. Um, and it's just more, again, informational. Uh, we don't really have any like bells and whistles because we're not really, you know, we're not an e-commerce or a a company or anything like that. So without really any, any transactions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think converting leads better, but um, again, I don't know if our company, if, if the organizations that we work with really will use, would use our website to put in a lead. Usually they would reach out to me via LinkedIn or send me an email and say, hey, we're interested in working with you after they've checked out the website. So usually they are not coming through us through the website um, because you know, there's just millions of digital marketing agencies uh, out there. So yeah, I would say, I mean, the website is important, um, but at the same time, we're also finding like in our experience, since we're a marketing agency, that websites are just not as driving of a force, at least in our experience. And a lot of times um, organizations uh, and CMOs are the, the org organization profiles that we usually target. They will usually also go to your, your social media. And so they might not even always go to the website, but definitely check out LinkedIn and other social media platforms to ensure that you know, you're posting on a regular basis, that you are engaging with your audiences. Um, so it's, I would, from my experience, it's been both uh, website and social media channels. And coming back to your digital marketing agency, for everyone listening, what would you say separates you guys from other people that occupy the same space? What do you guys do a little bit different? Right. So we are data driven. That is a big piece of what uh, we're not a creative agency. We are not a branding agency. We're definitely a data driven marketing agency. So we provide recommendations and we provide um you know, campaigns or recommendations on campaigns based on the data and not really like, oh, I think this looks good. So we'll, we'll do it. We can test it, but we're not, you know, we're not going to say this is what's going to work. So um, we're definitely different from a, you know, creative or a branding agency who do a lot of, you know, visual, which is great. It's just not really, that's not our forte. Um, so we look at the data, um, we're deep into it all the time. And we use data to help our clients with optimizing and getting more customers for them for you know their brands. But that is, I think, the big um, the big thing that really drives uh, the difference between uh, other digital marketing agencies. Other, I would say, is customer service, which I know that it probably doesn't sound at this point very traumatic, but I have heard so many experience, bad experiences of customers coming to us and talking about their previous digital marketing agency on just having really terrible customer service, not responding to emails, not responding to communication. So um, we take pride in making sure that we are always communicating with our clients and making sure that we're top of mind. Okay, very cool. And so this is the part of the show where I get to pick your brain as a marketeer. So when I say a word like innovation, what would you say is the biggest challenge in marketing when it comes to innovation? 
Um, I would say the biggest challenge in my experience has been bureaucracy and um, just companies moving too slowly, I would say, is what okay. why innovation hasn't, why companies don't innovate as much as they do is probably just they're very complacent. Okay. And so when you hear something like ROI, what do you think is the biggest challenge in marketing to that? Uh, not, I, I would say, not really understanding how ROI is driven. <clears throat> Again, it goes back to the data. And so I would say that's the biggest challenge is that just not looking at the data. Um, so many, so often our clients come to us and they're like, yes, let's get started with digital marketing, but not really looking at what, you know, what's driving and what is actually their customers driving from a data perspective. And so I would say that's probably the biggest challenge, just not understanding ROI. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following, where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. Dot online. And so if you could focus on one thing to improve marketing, just in your perspective, which one of the steps, uh, or what would you say, which one of these things is the thing to you, the road mapping, the growth initiatives, the marketing messaging, or the reporting, which one of those is the single, the thing that people should focus on the most? I think I know what you're going to say because you're data driven. But <laughs> actually, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say the, uh, yes, the reporting, but also the marketing messaging. Um, okay. That is something that companies get wrong all the time. And that's something that we work on, with them on to ensure that the message gets in front of the right target audience. So that is a big piece. The data is important to optimize, but if you're not putting the, if you're not putting the right message in front of the right audience, then there's no data to optimize because that message will fall flat on tar the target's ear. So there's nothing to optimize if there's no you know, data because there's the message is wrong. And I just wanna switch gears here for a second and talk about you as a leader. Gene, what kind of content do you consume to educate yourself and grow as a person and as a professional? Oh, pretty much everything. I mean, I do look at my LinkedIn um, the feed probably several times a day, maybe 10 times a day. So I am willing pretty... to admit that, willing to admit that. That's pretty. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, that's a, it's a place where I get some news. It's a place where I keep tabs on how, how everyone's doing. Um, so I do actually look at my LinkedIn feed, not so much other social media platforms. I'll be honest. I don't really look at Facebook anymore. I used to more, but uh, not anymore. And then not really Twitter, Instagram once in a while. But anyway, in terms of where I get my news from a business perspective, um, a lot of times LinkedIn, I also consume podcasts. That's a big one. Um, I do a lot of audiobooks. Usually I am always listening to an audiobook when it comes to being in the car or just taking a walk with my dogs. If I'm by myself, I'm a lot of times I just have my headphones in listening to an audiobook. So that's where I get a lot of my information as well. Is just um, I usually try to consume about two to three books a month. So I guess that's what about uh, 36 a year. 30, yeah. yeah, 36 a year. So nice. bad math skills. <laughs> <laughs> are you one of those people? This is just curious curiosity. Are you one of those people that listens to it at 1.5 or two, two times the normal speed? 
Yes, usually 1.3, yes. I can't do that. I can't do that. This is the thing. This is the thing. When I have marketeers on the show or people in business, they say, I ask them this question and almost everyone says that they listen to it in more than normal time speed. I, I just, I can't do it. I, drive, I don't know why. I don't know. I just, maybe my mind just can't handle it. And you retain <laughs> it. You yeah. retain it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's just too slow for me when they do it at normal speed. So I always speed it up podcast I listen to at 1.5 because I think there's only either a one or a 1.5 option on your phone for podcasts. Okay. But then for Audible, you can listen to like 1.1, 1.2. So usually I do 1.3 a little okay. bit faster than normal. Oh, craziness. We are coming to the end of the interview. But before we end, I'd like to do, uh, do our rapid fire questions. Good. So just short and sweet. And you answer as, as honestly as possible. How's that sound? Absolutely. Okay. What is the last book that you read? Currently, oh, okay, sorry. Currently reading, I can tell you. Well, the last book that I finished reading was Traction by with Gino Wickman. Okay. What's the single thing that your company is focused on at the moment the most? Growth. Okay. Is that growth personnel, growth? Uh... Everything, revenue, personnel, everything. If there were no boundaries in technology, None whatsoever. What would be the one thing you want to have fixed for your company today? No boundaries for technology fixed? Hmm, that's a good question. I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> I can't even think of an answer off the top of my head. Um, People have said, I... one, some, some guy said, I would like to live forever. <laughs> oh, I, okay. So sorry, for your No company, boundaries. For the yeah, company, for the company or well. just for me personally? Yes. Live, I guess I would say live forever or live a very, live much longer than the regular 80 to 90 years that we get. But would you really want to? Yes. Okay. I would. I wonder, I, so just as but... a side note, I know this is rapid fire questions, but uh, as a side note that's related to this, there's a, a book called Lifespan uh, by David, Dr. David Sinclair. Highly recommend it. He specifically talks about this thing that we're talking about now is that um, we actually certainly can live to be like a, a normally at 120, 150 in the next like 20 to 30 years. Right. As long as everybody else is living the same amount of time, you know, I just think this is this, we're, we're getting way off topic here, but, <laughs> like, but when you have kids, you just think, you know, like I, I would never, I would never want to live that long. I'd want to see my what kids. What does it have to do with know, kids? Well, I mean, you know, you wouldn't want to outlive your children. Like that's the whole thing with the whole immortality thing, right? Like, I, I wouldn't want to outlive the people that I love. I'd rather just life is too, life, life is too complicated. Anyways. Okay. What's the last thing that kept you awake at night about your company? Uh, probably a client problem. Let's just say you're start your professional career over again. What would be the one piece of advice you give yourself? Get advisors and mentors right away. Okay. You didn't do that at the beginning. No, no, that was a but big you have mistake. Them now. Yes. Okay, and it's really good. Yes, very much so. All right, everyone, get yourself a mentor and check out ginball.net. Check out all the great work that Gene is doing there. Gene, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, the last order of business is the last word. So, if you want to sum up everything that we talked about today, or you feel like there's something that we forgot. I just want to give you the last word. The floor is yours. Absolutely. Yes. Please uh, feel free to reach out to me, um, ginball.net or ginball.co. Actually, either of those are um, the same website. And then you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Like I said, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So 
can always connect with me or message me. And I think that's, I think that should wrap it up. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Gene.